This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're in good company. would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respect to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to your Ingle Company's summer series. Over the six weeks of summer, we're delving into the investing conversations every millennial should have. We still hear our close friends and family say that they don't know how to start honest conversations about money and it makes them feel like they're not in control of their financial future. So this is our answer. Six conversations on the topics that you wanted to hear. This summer series is brought to you by Superhero. Superhero allows you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. Visit superhero.com.au forward slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions and fees and charges apply. So Mads, I think like one of the most relatable things when you speak to anyone about investing is this concept of analysis paralysis. I know that you have also felt it because you've (laughs) been spoken about it a lot. (laughs) And it's this idea that you are enthusiastic, you want to start, you want to buy new shares. And when you start researching and you start looking into it, you just get overwhelmed by all the different opinions or research pieces out there. And it basically means that instead of doing it, you just do nothing. Yeah. And it can even be like on the day. You're like, wait, is today the good day to buy? Like, should yeah. I wait till tomorrow? Like, <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compilation. Contemplation? Compilation. Compilation. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we move on. So I think one of the things that really helped the two of us was hearing about someone else's portfolio or a portfolio kind of mock build up Mm. to help you understand like what people do. We always get questions about how many ETFs is too many? What stock should I be buying? And this isn't to say you didn't have to buy any of these, but just kind of like a bit of a model. Well, I guess just getting some insight into what other people are actually buying and how they're setting their portfolio up to like match their risk profile can be really helpful to actually visualize what it should look like. Just a little reminder that we are definitely not financial advisors and anything that we talk about on this podcast is not financial advice. It's really just for educational purposes and just to kind of get you thinking outside of your box. So Mads, what does your portfolio look like? So I split my portfolio kind of into two parts and one part I think of as my core portfolio and that's about 50%. And then the other part I think of as my satellite So in the core part of my portfolio, I really just have passive ETFs. For example, I've got the ETF VAS, which tracks the top 300 companies on the ASX. I've got VAE, which tracks the Asia Pacific region. I've got VEQ, which is Europe, and IVV, which is US. And then I've also got gold in there. This seems like your real stable kind of set and forget part of your portfolio. I guess like you know, those black pair of pants that you just yeah. never get rid of, but you can like jazz up with anything else. 100%. I think this is the part of my portfolio that I'm just 
constantly putting spare money into, building it up with the hope that as you know, the global economy grows over time, my stocks will grow with it. And so in contrast, what's in your satellite? Where are your funky accessories at? Yeah. So I just want to note, I guess, first of all, if you do follow this approach, like you can set up the percentages to be what, I guess, aligns with your risk profile. So I said, I've got 50-50. For me, like, you know, I'm still quite young. I've got time on my side and I don't want to access my stocks anytime soon. So I've got half my money invested into sort of, you know, more higher risk assets, I guess you would say. And I feel like that's appropriate for me and for where I am in my life. If I was a little bit older or if I had a family, I might adjust those percentages accordingly. So you've dodged the question, what are actually (laughs) the stocks you're invested in? (laughs) So in this part of my portfolio, I've got Macquarie Group, Afterpay, CSL and PWR Holdings, which is the one that Emma Fisher um, added to our watch list, which I loved. I've also got the ARK Innovation ETF, which has ticker ARKK. It's a Kathy Wood one and it's actively managed. So even though it is an ETF, I wouldn't consider it part of my core. It also hasn't got many stocks in it. So they're all based on disruptive innovation and I consider it to be a little bit more high risk. So I guess to fill you in, you know, I've got it's got a 10% holding in Tesla, 7% in Teladoc Health, and also higher concentrations in companies like Coinbase, Shopify, Spotify, and Square. So when we talk about portfolios, our portfolio build up, we've obviously spoken now that you have some stocks and some ETFs. You also have gold, which is considered a defensive asset. Are there any other assets in your life? <laughs> I know you don't have a house. <laughs> that you would also consider a part of your portfolio. I mean, superannuation is a massive one and it's really, really important. So my super I have on a high growth setting because again, I'm young, I'm not anticipating needing to access it for quite a while. I mean, that's something that I'll plan, I plan on changing as I get a little bit older, but at the moment I've got time on my side and I want that compounding and growing as much as I can whilst I'm still young. What a nice little sneak peek into your life, (laughs) getting to know you a little bit more every day. Well, you are definitely not off the hook, but we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we are going to hear all about your portfolio after the break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, so if we've given everyone a little bit of insight into what my portfolio looks like, but as we said, you are not off the hook. So I'm keen to get into yours. How do you go about building up your portfolio? Yeah, so I am a little bit more, I look at like the ETFs and shares that I 
um, invest in rather than necessarily like looking at the core and satellite, but you could definitely put portfolios in either kind of light. And I tend to really focus on, you know, how I'm diversifying. So whether it's across industries or regions or companies, that's usually my main area of focus and making sure that I'm kind of spread across so that my risk is spread as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> you went through that very quickly. Sorry. I need a little bit more detail on how you're actually diversifying your portfolio. Yeah. So for for example, one of the ways you can diversify is through asset classes. So for me personally, I own shares, which is an asset class, and I own crypto, which is an asset class. I don't own any gold, which is a defensive asset class, nor property. So at the moment, I guess I'm just in two asset classes. But I mean, one of your goals is to buy a house one day. So at that point, you'll get into the property as well. Yeah. Striving for diversification, just can't really ascertain it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you can also diversify in other ways. So one of the ways that I look at is for regions. So in my portfolio with my ETFs, I have VHY, which is exposure to Australian companies that pay high dividends. This one's very similar to the A200, for example. I also have an India ETF, the IIND Beta Shares one, which has exposure to companies or has exposure to the Indian region. I also have the ARC F, so the ARC FinTech. So just like you, Mads, we're both Kathy Wood Kathy fans. Wood fans. <laughs> But this one is exposure to US companies and fintech companies specifically. So even though it is a bit of a thematic and it is actively managed, I'm still getting that exposure to the US region. Okay, so you've taken us through how you diversify. Are there any other ideas that you really think about when you're building your portfolio? Yeah, definitely. I'm a keen fan on thematics. Nice. So I've mentioned that I had those three ETFs, but I also have two other ETFs. One of them is Earth, which is all about sustainability because I know that I want to be investing in companies that are creating climate change solutions. And the second is the crypto ETF, which is the new one. It's not actually investing in cryptocurrency itself, but kind of all the companies that back the blockchain technology and also cryptocurrencies such as like brokerage apps and and whatnot. Um, So when building out a portfolio, I do like to look at thematics as well. So you've given us some insight into your ETFs. What about individual shares? Individual shares are always just based on interest and often like conversations that I have with people around what's happening in the world at the minute or what's happening in my life. Is that your way of telling me you take stock picks? (laughs) No, it's not. I know everything about all the shares that I own. No, but I have Disney because I'm a Disney lover. Mm. I have Sonos. If you haven't listened to our thesis episode, I talk all about Sonos. I have some cloud companies like Megaport, um, a medical company called Volpara, which looks into breast screening technologies. And then also I had to put a little bit of Tesla in there just because the ARK FinTech ETF that I invest in doesn't actually hold Tesla. So I was like, I've got to have a tiny bit of it in my portfolio. I love that. You know how people say that they look like their dogs? (laughs) Yes, I do. Where are you going with this? I feel like you look a lot like your portfolio. (laughs) Like I can really see your interests coming out in your portfolio. That's because we speak 24 hours a day. So you know, like every single one of my interests. (laughs) And we also pretty much only speak about investing. (laughs) Mads, I thought we should address also a question that we get asked a lot in our Facebook community, which is, how many ETFs or even shares are too many? Because we bring in this concept of diversification, but then it can seem overwhelming if we are maybe too diversified. Yeah. How do you approach building up your portfolio? I guess my thoughts around this is like, there's no hard and fast rule. Like Mm. no, there's no right or wrong number around how many ETFs you should have. I think 
what's important is that you are conscious of the holdings in your ETF. So for example, I talked before about how I own VAS, which is the top 300 companies in Australia. I probably wouldn't then go and buy A200, which is the top 200 companies in Australia, because I'm basically just buying the same thing in two different ways. Another good example is you talking about how your ARK ETF didn't have Tesla, so you wanted to buy that separately. Whereas yours does. So maybe you wouldn't be buying Tesla on the side, depending on whether you want that exposure or not. Because at the end of the day, if you wanted more exposure to Tesla, then of course, buy the company. Yeah, I think that's the key message here is like overlap is okay. Duplication is okay. But what's important is that you're aware of it. Because if I didn't have high conviction in Tesla and I was exposed to it in three different ETFs, that probably doesn't align with my risk or what I want out of my ETFs. Whereas if I know that that's the case and I'm comfortable with that and I really love Tesla, then perfect. Okay, wrapping up and every episode, we are going to leave you with some content recommendations because it's summer. We need recommendations for what to listen to when we're lying on the beach or by the pool, or maybe if you're in the Northern Hemisphere on the ski slopes. Oh, fancy. I'd love to get to some ski slopes, but also content with this hot, sometimes rainy weather in Melbourne. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe you can invest to get yourself to the ski slopes. Is that on your vision board? It's not, but maybe let's <laughs> put it there as a 2020 you recommendation. No, it's 2020 to you. No. I got. I think people get it without the two. It's uh, still a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Maddie, what are you adding today to the recommendations? Today I am bringing you a podcast mm-hmm. called The Daily by New York Times. It's a daily podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Each day is a deep dive into the biggest news story of the day. But when I say story, like I really mean it. They really paint this beautiful picture and I find the episodes super engaging. I listened to a great episode a little while ago now um, and it was called The Economy is Good, So Why Do We Feel So Terrible About It? Mm. It was so interesting. It talked about how the economy is currently tracking like better than most of us ever could have anticipated, like after COVID and unemployment and all of those kind of things, people losing their jobs. And yet people seem to feel pretty pessimistic about where we are right now. I feel like it's that mentality. Like if everything's going well, it's like, when's the penny going to drop? So true. Mm. The host interviews an economics and business reporter from the New York Times, and they really just discuss like why there is such a gap between reality and perception at the moment. And do you think this podcast is good for your investing lens? Like your, does it give you a broader outlook on, I guess, business or the economy? Yeah. Well, so not all of the episodes are like finance or economy related. We listen to a great one a little while ago now and it was all about the aging population in Japan. So I think what's so great about this podcast is like the general knowledge that you get from it and what's going on in the world at the moment and I think it just makes me a much more like well-rounded, more switched on and like better investor because it's not just about the numbers or anything like that. It's more about like, you know, spotting the broader opportunities and having a look at what's going on around you. So very good podcast. little funny quick story about that aging population in mm. Japan episode. I actually used the knowledge I got from that episode in a job interview Ooh. about a tea company and I was saying, you know, one factor could be they won't have enough farmers. Like, nice. So you can really apply it to you. Did you get the job? <laughs> got the job. Nice. <laughs> Are you listening to any good daily podcasts at the moment? Oh, I'm a bit of a creature of habit when it comes to podcasts. I always listen to the FT news briefing. It's not a... We do love that one. Yeah. It's just about the news of the day. Other daily ones, not really at the moment. I'm trying to do more reading. Oh, love it. Yes. Good summer activity. Yes. 
What are you adding to our recommendations today? Although I just said I'm trying to get more into reading, <laughs> I'm adding <laughs> Have a, you podca- got a podcast. <laughs> I'm adding a podcast today. This one is like hands down, I think, my favorite podcast ever. Can I guess what it is? Yes. Business Wars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Business Wars is done by Wondery. They produce it so incredibly. Yeah. It's like you're listening to an audiobook, but better. Because <laughs> they've got like sound effects and like everything. Anyway, they do also do have a daily one, which they're um, short little five minute deep dives into different topics. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so they've got Business Wars Daily and Business Wars. Um, I'm recommending probably Business Wars or both. But pretty much they do like these little series and they'll kind of dive into something different every time. So two that I would recommend is the crypto series. So good. So they you have, got me onto this. Yeah. I think it's season 62. So every season is just based on one story. And they talk about the evolution of the crypto space, you know, from when the first trade happened to how it happened to setting up brokerage platforms like Coinbase to even, you know, the Winklevoss twins. Yeah, I loved that bit because yeah. they talked about um, the social network, the movie, when you learn about the Winklevoss twins because of their interaction with like Facebook and how they got booted out. Yeah. I think it's just fascinating and it's not like it doesn't have to be like you're sitting there being like facts. It's yeah. like this is the story. <laughs> I listened to the whole um, crypto series in one go when my partner ran a marathon. Oh, wow. <laughs> riding behind him on a bike, <laughs> just listening to crypto. <laughs> and then also another one, um, which I think a lot of people would find really interesting is season 61, which is all about the fast fashion industry. Oh. So, you know, all about the H&M, Zara, cool. um, Forever 21, how they've, I guess, how they set up a lot of environmental stuff in there. Good one for people that are wanting to make more conscious decisions about their fashion purchases. So I guess similar to The Daily then, it's just a good one for like good general knowledge, understanding like what's going on around you. And I guess because that little mini series gives you an opportunity to sort of deep dive on a theme that you're interested in. A hundred percent. And very industry specific as well. Like there's one on like aviation. Uh-huh. And so if you're looking into, I guess, an investing opportunity in a specific space, there's probably something on there for you. Well, those are our recommendations, but we would love to hear what you are listening to or watching or reading at the moment. Jump into our Facebook group, YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group, and let us know. And if you are liking this little series, please pass it on to a friend who you think will also like it. And everyone's on summer holidays at the moment, or maybe winter if you're overseas. But take a picture where you're listening and share it on Instagram and tag us at YIGC Podcast. Today's conversation was brought to you by Superhero. Superhero allows you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. Visit superhero.com.au forward slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions and fees and charges apply. Next week, we're actually going to dig a little bit deeper. You heard me mention Megaport before, and I'm actually going to run you through how we value those companies and choose them as investments. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. You're in Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. 
For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.